Women in Leadership brought to you by Heron Code, the management consultancy for what happens next. For more information, you can visit heroncode.com. In this podcast, we will be talking to female leaders of today to inspire the leaders of tomorrow. I'm going to work so hard. I'm going to study so hard for me to go to a medical school. Although that was not my intention or like my main passion, but mm-hmm. I studied so hard. I got accepted in the pharmacy school, clinical pharmacy school. I was really enjoying the whole experience there, meeting my friends. And what's funny is in that school, there's a curriculum for business because mm-hmm. a lot of pharmacists are graduating to be businesswomen and businessmen, right? So I was like, yes, that's what I want. I'm so happy. I got the highest grade at those subjects. That was my time to myself, that one hour. Actually, it was twice a week. After that, um, my instructor encouraged me. We need more instructors in Saudi. The first reaction was, uh, I just, I laughed. Are you crazy? What are you saying? <laughs> me? I'm not an instructor. She told me, no, you can do it. If you ask me going back to that time, how does it happen? And I went to Dubai, by the way. And I took the course and I became a Zumba licensed Zumba instructor. I have no idea. Women in Leadership brought to you by Heron Code. Welcome back to another episode of the Heron Code Women in Leadership podcast. And we have an absolute treat for you today. Uh, before I do get into that, a nice little reminder to let you all know that our podcast is now 30,000 feet in the air. You can hear us on Emirates Airlines wherever you fly. So make sure you do check us out. Season one is out there for you to enjoy. But without further ado, my name is Nimi Mehta. I'm, of course, your host here on the Heron Code Women in Leadership podcast. And today's episode, we are joined by two absolute powerhouses. So let me go on to introduce to you Sara Al-Turkistani, who is a incredibly highly motivated visionary and entrepreneur who is truly dedicated to transforming the world of fitness and wellness. She is the co-founder and CEO of Loka Studios, which is known as the happiest gym on earth, which we will definitely be talking more about later on. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Hi. Uh, Now we also have a wonderful, wonderful individual, truly inspirational. Uh, we have Nuf Khayat, who is here with us, also the co-founder and Chief Operating Officer of Loka Studios, a premium gym in Saudi Arabia. And it is truly known for its joyful atmosphere. And the word is spreading like wildfire. Welcome to the show, Nuf. Thank you, Nimi. Uh, Welcome. So, so excited to have you ladies here. The first time we've got two guests. So this is nice because yeah. it's just going to be ladies around a table having a conversation. Both of your stories are incredible because it's two individual ones which came together. So uh, our listeners will know this. I love to understand your backgrounds a bit more. So we'll go for you, Sarah, uh, first. Born and raised in Saudi. Is that right? How was that upbringing for you? So um, I always say me and Nof actually were born into leadership because uh, we were the oldest, like, have you ever heard about the old sister syndrome? No. Yeah. Both of it's us. our syndrome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me so, more. So when you are the oldest sister, usually you are the one who's responsible. Your mom depends a lot on you and your sister come for your help. And you get to like, you get the opportunities from a young age to get um, to learn more about leadership, how to speak to people, how to convince your parents and, and do all of that. So uh, it's funny that there's a lot of connections for me and no for like, Today, we were talking about one thing. It was like, 
that's why my, my dad used to say to me, and she said, like, that's what my mom said, used to say to me. Like, we were born and raised in Saudi as older sisters, which made us strong leaders from mm-hmm. a young age. And it really helped us um, show this in the business world and with the community that we're living in. Mm, amazing. And now, same for you, I guess. Uh, what was your upbringing like? Give us a bit of a picture. I was that uh, little girl with uh, big dreams, mm. if I may say. I'm super hyper and crazy all the time. <laughs> as Sarah said, I'm the oldest sister as well. And uh, I've always knew that I want to I reach different place. I got married very early, actually. Wow. Yes, and I become a mom in mm-hmm. a very early age. Wow. I was only 21. Mm. It wasn't easy for mm. me. Of course, I continued my study. I continued my education. I studied the nutrition and health. Going through that journey... With my motherhood, it wasn't bad, actually. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was, mm-hmm. it was a good add to me. And yeah, from there, I can see that I was a normal girl, normal mother, looking for her passion, mm-hmm. um, uh, exploring what's next or what can I do. I didn't have enough time to begin a career in, a, in a corporate. Or, or I was so busy with my kids. Mm-hmm. But uh, thanks God it ended up finally founding my passion. Yeah. And that's another story. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I mean, it's so interesting. 21 years old, you know, I'm 32 and I still don't feel like I know what I'm doing <laughs> with life. You're, you're constantly evolving yes. and growing and trying to find who you are and living your purpose. So where did that entrepreneurial spirit then come from, Sarah? I think it came from a very young age. So I was, when I was a child, I used to go and shop for stamps mm-hmm. for the kids. And I took them to school. Like I buy them for five reals, for example. And I sell them with, I reached to a point where I sell them with a 50 real to mm-hmm. a bunch of kids. <laughs> and I also took the chips that my, my dad bring for us to, to take to school. And I took it and I, I used to sell it at school. I, I loved the, the idea of selling things to people. That's mm. where, where it started. I remember I took like my father was not happy with this at all. <laughs> but I still remember those days. And it was so much fun for me doing that like that small business for myself like I wish my son has that spirit but he's like he's away from that he's more (laughs) of an artist and um, when I grew up I grew up in a smaller city and there's nothing there's no a lot things to do Mm -hmm. at that city so I tried to find out what do I want to do and what is my next move so the the main idea for me is to move to a bigger city where there's more opportunity so when I graduated from high school, my dad gave me two options. He said, either you're going to go to a medical school in order for you to go to another city, so to the big city, Jeddah City, mm-hmm. or if you're going to go to any other school, you're going to be staying with me at this house, with this university, this smaller university. And I was like, okay, I'm going to work so hard. I'm going to study so hard for me to go to a medical school. Although that was not my intentional, like my main passion, mm-hmm. but I studied so hard. I got accepted in the pharmacy school, clinical pharmacy school. I was really enjoying the whole experience there, meeting my friends. And what's funny is in that school, there's a curriculum for business because mm-hmm. a lot of pharmacists are graduating to be businesswomen and businessmen, right? So I was like, yes, that's what I want. I'm so happy. I got the highest grade at those subjects. And when I graduated, 
I knew from day one that I'm not going to be the best fit at hospitals. I'm not going to be the best pharmacist as the one who helps patients face-to-face, but I'm going to be good at business. So I worked in pharmaceutical companies. Then I moved to um, a branding company. And when I found my the, the job of my dreams, where there is business and pharmacy at the same time, it was one of the biggest uh, chains of pharmacy in Saudi Arabia. It was Nadine Medical Company. I worked there in the branding department. I helped rebranding the whole brand of the company. And then I took responsibility in the health and wellness department. From there, I started to see how wellness can affect people's life, emotion and stuff like that. And it really, really hit me that we should do something about it because diabetes, obesity in Saudi Arabia, it's above the charts and we have to figure out a solution for such things. And one of the main and the biggest solution is working out and exercising. Mm -hmm. But it's always like when you when it comes to exercise, it's always like boring mm-hmm. and people, they, they tend to get excited at first and then they give up later on. So it was always like in my head, like I need to find a solution for that. Mm. And that's why we have now Locust Studios that we call it the happiest gym on earth because our mission in life is to engage with people, the athletic people and people who know nothing about sport. Because everybody wants to feel happy. Mm -hmm. There's no exception for that. Not everybody wants to be fit or to gain muscles, but everybody wants to be happy. Mm -hmm. So when we figure out that formula, we decided to find out that people really Mm -hmm. loved what we're offering. And we started to build more on that. Wow. Yeah. That was quite a journey. And I definitely, of course, we need to talk about Loka Studios. Before we do, Nova, I want to know your story because... You know, you just shared with us that (coughs) 21, such a young age, where I guess you took on your first leadership role as a mother. Um, Where did the entrepreneurial spirit come from? Because people do say, you know, business is in my blood, but sometimes it isn't always in your blood. Sometimes you find it outside. So what what was your story? Actually, I got inspired, of course, from my father. Mm. My father is a businessman. And after I graduated from from, uh, the university, I opened a business. Wow. Immediately. And I remember my daughter, she was two years old mm-hmm. at that time. I opened a, a beauty center. It was a very small thing. But he kept to encourage me that I can see that you can do something different. I jumped from thing to another thing, trying to get in a normal job in an insurance companies, a lot of stuff. But there was always that thing inside me. This is not enough mm-hmm. or this is not truly me. Mm-hmm. I'm not expressing myself. Uh, the way I want or the way I dreamed. Then, by the way, everything uh, I reached now, it started with a coincidence. Wow. Yeah. I have three kids. Mm-hmm. After delivering my third child, he's a boy. Of course, after delivering a baby, you, you gain a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was trying to get rid of that weight. It started with a gift. One of my friends... She gifted me a package dancing in a Zumba fitness classes. Mm-hmm. At that time, it was 2010, I guess. At that time, no one knows what is Zumba fitness in Saudi. Mm-hmm. It was totally new. So I told her, okay, let me try it. Let me give it a try. In Arabic, in, in, in Egyptian, exactly. They call it Tibgatatini Zumba. It's like, you want to trick me or something? Mm-hmm. What is Zumba? Right. It means. So um, I started taking the classes and I lost weight like crazy in, in no time. Uh, I loved it. Uh, I was the super, 
the the, the craziest client or or student, you <laughs> yeah. know. The one always beside the instructor. Uh, I'm memorizing all the dances. I'm number one in the class. But it was that. That's it. Uh, that was my time to myself. That one hour. Actually, it was twice a week, mm-hmm. even only, only twice a week. After that, um, my instructor encouraged me. Nov, you're so good. Please apply. We need more instructors in Saudi. The first reaction was, uh, I just I laughed. Are you crazy? Are you saying <laughs> me? I'm not an instructor. I've never even thought about that. She told me, no, you can't do it. If you ask me going back to that time, how does it happen? And I went to Dubai, by the way. Mm-hmm. How I came here and I took the course and I became a Zumba licensed Zumba instructor. I have no idea. Wow. It's like it's, it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. God just gave me the, the way. I don't know. Literally, I can't remember how, how the small details. Anyways, I came. I took the license and I came back. Know nothing. What to do? Okay. Yay, I'm licensed. <laughs> What's next? Yeah. What can I do? At that time, gyms are not really available like, like mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to, uh, to start. Um, there is no uh, workshops. Uh, no, uh, not even venues. Yes, not, vi- not, not only venues. You can't go to train with any other trainer to become a trainer. Yeah. I didn't know mm-hmm. how to start, how to have this uh, personality, how to lead a class, how to have this crowd. I started everything by myself. Mm-hmm. I remember at that time, my family used to be in Boston in the USA with my little sister. She was studying there. So my family house was empty. Mm-hmm. I called my father and I told him, Baba, I think this room is too big. You're not going to use it six months or a year. Mm-hmm. Can I take it? Okay, mama, go. I took out all the furnitures. I called uh, someone to do me the flooring and the mirrors. I called all my friends, my relatives. Guys, I'm doing a classes, free classes. Join me. Mm. I want to just practice on you. Yeah. And that was the start. I kept practicing and practicing and practicing, getting all the feedbacks from my friends and people. What to add more, what to do more. How is my attitude? How is my flavor? How is my dancing? How is my guiding? Are you following me? Are you understanding? And it started from there, Mm. from my family salon. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Started from there. And um, people just tell everyone else, word Mm -hmm. of mouth, and... uh, I got my first group and they paid for that classes. And one group led to another group and another group and mm-hmm. another group. And uh, gyms are calling me. We want you to give us more classes. We heard that you're a good instructor. And I found my passion mm-hmm. at that time. When I looked at the mirror, yes, this is me. The energy, the vibe, the happiness that I felt it every class with my people kept me happy all the time and mm. and I felt that now I, I I know what is my purpose in life mm. I didn't even know that there was a message I thought it's only a class it's only um, a dance and that's it after a while I realized it's beyond that mm. it's much bigger when uh, when you see this small thing for me but it can do a huge uh, change in people's life mm. People are suffering from depression, illness, 
loneliness, not feeling good about their body, about their souls, a lot of things. Mm. So after finishing my first year, enjoying my classes, enjoying my group, I decided to make a big party. Mm -hmm. At that time, it was 2015 or 14. 15. 2015. Yes. And I called that party, it was my Zumba birthday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At that time, at Saudi Arabia, Jeddah exactly, it wasn't really known that we're having big fitness events. Mm -hmm. I can say it was zero. Yeah. It wasn't wow. any, any events, yeah. yes, mm -hmm. any events, uh, especially for fitness. So uh, I called my friends. I'm a very social person and I have a lot of friends. Uh, hi to all my friends. I love you all. <laughs> uh, they helped me. I have an event management, another one with the media, another one with uh, a, lot of, a lot of friends in other, other ways. Yeah. They helped me to create that uh, event. I took uh, a beach. It was on the beach. It was an empty uh, space mm -hmm. on the beach. We took a huge uh, stage. I remember the, the planner, she brought me even fire wow. with the beat. Mm -hmm. Whenever we're dancing, we have a high drop with the beat. Boom, there's a big fire. Mm -hmm. So it was a, it's not a class. It was, it was a party. It was, mm -hmm. a, it was a show. Yeah. I invited around 150 people, only the people I know. Mm -hmm. Families and friends and friends of friends. And by the way, Sarah is my relative. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But our story mm -hmm. uh, started that day. Wow. When I invited her to that party. Mm -hmm. And uh, she will continue and tell you her story. But after that day, my intention was to introduce Zumba to people and to celebrate myself. Mm -hmm. That yes, I did it. Yeah. Yes, I can bring something bigger than only small classes. Mm-hmm. And now look what, where are we? Mm. Yeah. It, it's such a beautiful story. And both of your stories are so different. Yet yes. we've kind of got to the same <laughs> end destination. Exactly. And yes. you're both together doing something incredible, which is Loka Studios. And they, they, we, everyone call it the happiest gym in the world. It's so much more than a gym. Uh, so I do want to know how that came about. How, when when your two worlds came together. Actually, it was at that it was day. That day. Yeah. At, at that day. So I remember when she invited me to the, the beach Zumba party. I was not really a big fan of going to gyms because mm -hmm. I loved yoga so much. Because it has a group and the community is nice. But for me to go to a gym and explore what other things are offered, like mm, I'm, I would get bored. I'm not going to enjoy it. When she came to um, to my house, she invited me for, to that uh, to that event. I was like, "That looks fun," mm -hmm. so I'm going because it's not the gym. If she invited me to a gym, <laughs> I would have not gone. Yeah. be there. And for me, even Zumba, the word Zumba was new to me, so mm -hmm. I had to Google it and see what what is it? What what are we gonna do? What is the dress code? What what are we gonna do at that day? I still remember that day very well. I was dancing. Uh, we were doing Zumba, and she was on the stage. And I was like, I remember my face was full of like uh, pains and stuff like that. Yeah. So this is this is no and she's crazy. Yeah. She does all those things. I remember that I was looking at my Apple Watch and I was like, 400 calories just by having fun? What is this? Yeah. By dancing. Just only. by dancing. Yeah. I'm like, I felt like I was in a club. It wasn't like more of a, a gym or a mm. fitness class or something like that. Like that. So because I have that that like that mind that always thinks about business, was like, this should be a business. This cannot, like all the fitness should be like this. 
I have to figure out how I'm going to make what I'm feeling today spread to everybody that I know. Because I know I found a solution to the mm. problem. Like, I know if people felt like what I feel and what I'm feeling right now, they will never quit exercising. Mm. They will never stop working out because that's how you're supposed to feel. Mm. And I started to go to her classes. First to her. You lost weight. Yeah, I lost weight because yeah. of the baby weight. I had a yeah. baby weight that yeah. back then. And I started to, to, to see the difference in my body. And when she moved to gym, like she moved from her house to other gyms. Mm-hmm. And I actually followed her mm-hmm. whenever she goes to a place. And in back of my head, I have to make this a business. The laws in Saudi were not actually very flexible when it comes to small business owners to open a gym. It's only allowed for hospital orders to open gyms. Oh, wow. That was like um, 2015, I think, back mm-hmm. then. And... Um, the government started to notice, no, we need to work out on the issues, the health issues of the female in Saudi. So they started to change the laws to allow more women and more uh, business men and women to open more gyms. And the moment I started to notice that this is happening, I went and I started to apply for the papers. And I went to Nof. I said, we're going we're gonna to be partner. We have to, we have to make this work. You didn't don't, have a choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's my relative, so I can, I can, I can push her doing that. Like, we were meeting... Every single time after each class, yeah. we'll sit together on the side and start working on our, the ideas, the, ideas yeah. the plans and all of that. I'm, I, I was trying to translate those plans into feasibility studies, into branding. And then I told her, you know what, even if things are not like even the budget for such a thing that was not really clear mm-hmm. how we're going to bring the budget. It was not really clear how we're going to do the next step. And what is the next step? The, the laws kept changing. But we said to ourselves, you know what? We have to have the resilience. We're going to start working until we figure it out. Mm. And that's what I'm, I want to tell to every single person who wants to be an entrepreneur or who wants to start any project. Have the end of mind. Have the big projects in front of you. But do not get overwhelmed with the steps. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to count the number of steps, you're going to give up so mm-hmm. easily and from the beginning. So... We were always saying to each other, let's look at what's, what's the next step that we have to take. One step only. Yeah, one yeah. step only. Let's, let's do the branding. Mm. <laughs> oh, let's, let's do the visibility study. And when the moment came and we said, let's look for the building, mm-hmm. that was the moment of truth. Like now we have, we're going to have to find an investors. We both took loans from our parents and they were very happy with the idea. And after that, when we had a very solid and strong business plan, we found the investor mm. and we were planning to open a small studio just for me enough that I was not planning to stop working in my corporate job. I was like, we were like studying something that is very small. Mm. And when the investor came and he saw the opportunity and he's like, like you know what, we can help more people because uh, we can expand this to more people who can actually benefit from that. And um, luckily, the investor has the same mindset of helping others and making a difference in people's lives. So we were so blessed to, to find the right partner with us. And when we found the, uh, the, the resource, which is the money resource, is very important, we started to dream bigger, even mm. bigger. We stretch our dreams. Now, from a 500 square meter studio, 3, we, we've reached to 3,000 square wow. meter studio, right? And we started to travel the world and look for things that really makes people happy. Mm. Like Zumba is one of them. What else? What else 
is that makes people happy. We started to visit one gym to another. Even if I'm like in a, in a city, she calls me and she said, I want you to visit that place. I've heard that they have something unique. And we started to collect ideas. And from there, we, we decided to introduce Locust Studio, the happiest gym on earth that have dance as the main, like fitness dances mm-hmm. into it and circus Wow. like art into mm-hmm. it because like circus art needs a lot of physical strength and it makes you so happy and then the other thing as well that makes you stronger for the circus act which is the regular fitness classes that you should do and we also decided to if we promise people happiness then we really have to think physical emotional mental and spiritual mm-hmm. so we said okay physical part check emotional part we know those type of classes, it will increase in the serotonin and the dopamine level. So check the mental part, which is the skills, how to use your hand with your feet and all of those things together and how you're going to build the skill that will last for you forever. And we decided to do something that I've never heard about it anywhere else, which is the spiritual part. Mm-hmm. I'm a yogi, so I believe in things that calms the body, the mind and the soul. We started to introduce uh, meditation classes mm-hmm. for free to anybody who joined the gym for the subscribers. And we started to see that we are ticking all the boxes when it comes to things that makes people happy. And the formula started to show that people are really happy. We're measuring our one of the, our, the most important KPIs at our gym is the happiness of people. Are they happy? Evaluation of each class, evaluation of each performance of the teachers, evaluation of the whole atmosphere. And we're ticking all the boxes with people. And that's what gets us the hope that, wow, this can be expanded. Yeah. This, okay, now when we're in a Jeddah city, what about if we are in, all around Saudi? What if we are all in the Middle East? Mm-hmm. And that's our goal. We can actually, some people came to us and say, from where did you get that franchise? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wow. You should come for us actually, to get the franchise. Actually, people, not only Saudi. Yes, not only, wow. yeah. From all around the world, people are yes. coming in. From which country did you get that franchise? I was like, this is made in Saudi. <laughs> Home and it will be, yeah, by Saudi girls. Yeah, by Saudi girls. And it will, we believe that it yes. will go to all over the world. And that's our mission. And maybe that's, we are excited to be here today because mm-hmm. that's why we're excited that we're here in Dubai talking about Locust Studio, which is in Jeddah, yeah. right? So that's our goal. We want to have more people experience the feeling of happiness working mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I mean, one thing you said, which was you found a solution to a problem and and people's approach to business generally is that and then they just put it out there and they hope for the best. What it sounds like is you were your own target market as well. You know, you were the people that were so in need of something like this. And what you've gone and done with Loco is really created a community as well. Can you tell me more about that community? It came naturally. It's a girl's community. It's a girl's zone, if I I may say. Mm. Everyone, when they come to and, and share the energy in one class together, it's automatically, they become friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, they knew more people. Then they're sharing their feelings, their thoughts, their achievement, what's new uh, skills mm-hmm. they're learning this month. And by the time, a lot of people inside Loka, now they're best friends. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Every, every yeah. day, this story, we're hearing yeah. about this story every day. Mm-hmm. Because it's one community. We're sharing the same vision. Yeah. You know? And what keeps them... Uh, sharing more and they want to explore what's else. Mm-hmm. How can we make it 
uh, to share it together. Let's let's try the other class or the other uh, fitness journey. Uh, what's next? Mm. What's very special about Loka that we're giving them the um, the chance to discover not only the ability. No, adding new skills mm. is not easy. Yeah. If if I if I'm gonna tell you now, can you do pole dancing? Mm, absolutely not. Why? I've never tried. That's why. Mm-hmm. But when you try it, mm-hmm. you will be surprised. It's only a skill. Yeah. You learn one skill mm-hmm. and it will upgrade to another and another and another. Yeah. And that's what keep people comes. Mm-hmm. The the feeling after doing this skill by trying and working hard. This feeling, this is what happiness means mm-hmm. in the in the fitness world. Wow, I did it. Yeah. Wow, it's great. I thought it will never come. Mm-hmm. I thought I will never be a pole dancer. Mm. I, will, I will never do this flip or this move on the hoop or on the aerial or even dancing move. Mm. So what we're doing, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to say it's, it's, we're tricking people. No, <laughs> we're not tricking people, but we're delivering fitness mm. indirectly. Yeah. We're very familiar to let's go to the gym and have a six packs. Mm. Let's go and do whatever Heart fitness on your the, the the normal yeah, but at Loka Studios we're delivering fitness indirectly. Mm. So you go and try to climb on the pole. Let's say, oh my god, I can't. It's too hard. Yeah, that's why you need to strengthen your upper body. Mm. So yeah. go and that attend is, the fitness yeah. class. Yes, yeah. that makes you now you are motivated to work on your yes. biceps and triceps because you know that's what. Help you. It will get help you to you. the next level. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing. Wow. So she's going to the, let's call it the regular fitness classes now with the purpose mm-hmm. that next time when I'm going to see the climbing wall, I would come all the way to the top because now I have a stronger upper body. Yeah. So that's the trick that like, we're using. Mm-hmm. Even if the, the flexibility. Yes. Uh, joining even the very, very simple Zumba classes, you need to be flexible. There's mm-hmm. a lot of drops in the middle of the class yeah. to dance. Mm-hmm. If you're not flexible, you can't. You could harm yourself. Mm. So again, she feels the needs that, no, I need to attend the flexibility class. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not a trick, mm. but we're taking people through a journey. Yeah. yeah. It's and not it was only a design one thing. Yes. Journey. So a lot of people, when they come to the from the outside, they think it's just classes. No, it was everything is happening by design. Mm-hmm. So we're introducing flexibility because we know some people are stiff and they need to improve their flexibility so they can do aerial yoga, for example. Mm-hmm. And we're working on the dance because we need to work on the motor skills where the hands are moving with the feet and all of that. Everything, every single class is helping the other class yes. and every teacher. How, like the teachers are collaborating with you, with each other mm-hmm. to encourage the students. Like, you know what? You should go and take a personal training to fix that your hip. So I know once you're fixing your hip, I know you're going to do the next move here. Mm. So that combination, we design it properly because I think we're blessed to, to meet each other. Because usually people who build gyms are businessmen or women, mm-hmm. right? And they have no background in sport. And they, know how, they don't have the detail and the passion and into figuring out what is the right product for mm-hmm. the right people, mm-hmm. right? In our case, we are female. We had problems. And we, until today, me and Nof are teaching classes. Oh, wow. Because we want to hear mm-hmm. from the ground what is happening, how we can improve more. We want to be closer to people so we can design, improve the products that we're offering. 
And that's what differentiates us from any other gyms around the world because mm -hmm. we designed it according to the right need mm -hmm. of the people because we're living daily with the people, understanding their needs, and we're improving from there. Yeah, and it's ever-changing. Uh, you know, someone might come in one day with one need, another customer, another need, and you're hearing that and you're evolving. So tell me, where is local? What, what direction are we going in now? When we're talking about evolution. What have we got on the cards? Anything exciting that you can share with us of where you want to see Loka go in the future? I guess we'll start with Mel. Actually, um, the sky is our limit, mm. to be honest. I can't, I can't answer you with a specific yeah. number or place. For me and Sarah, we're so ambitious. The sky literally is our, our limits. But let us start. We want to be spreaded in the whole Saudi mm -hmm. as a start only. Yeah. Then uh, we proven our journey now. It got proven by people that it, it works. Mm -hmm. And it, it works effectively on people, uh, especially women. And I don't believe that we're going to change that and in the future having our gym to be like mixed gym. No. Yeah. Mm. no. I've heard in Dubai, yes. like female are looking for female only gym. Yes, yes they are. Because like, when I heard this, I was like, really? Yeah. Oh, that, there's a business opportunity yeah. here in Dubai as well. Because yeah. we love the community. Mm -hmm. Our community, the female community is unique. Yeah. And men, it's very hard for them to understand all the itty bitty details about that community. Yeah. So that's what, that's what we have. Mm -hmm. Empowering each other yeah. is really... Uh, is really strong. What makes it uh, stronger, even stronger, Loka Studios. Uh, me and Sarah and our team, we're all the time empowering ourselves. Mm. And that's reflected on, on, on the vibe and reflected on the people mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm. So what I can, I can say, this is what makes us special, mm -hmm. that we keep working on that point exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And then, are we going to see you in Dubai? I hope so. I hope so. Like, we will always talk about our intention from doing what we're doing. Honestly, the way it's running a business is tough. Mm -hmm. But what keeps us going is those small, not small, actually the inspiring stories that we hear every day for people getting better, getting happier. I can tell you a story of people coming with depression, clinically depressed, and they're getting better just because of local studios mm -hmm. and I always when I look at it now from when I attend a class and I watch people I know that this happiness is not happening with only this group if I'm if there's a woman which is stressing out and she has kids and she has a job all this stress transfer around within her family members within her household within her teamworks and all of that so I always think about what is the good karma that's going to come and the ripple effect that's going to come after mm -hmm. working with the happiness of this individual. She's happy. Her kids are going to be happy. Her husband is going to be happy. Her colleagues are going to be happy. If she's a boss, oh my God, she's going to be the happiest mm -hmm. boss. And the good karma that comes out of this, we call it in Arabic, it's unlimited. And that's what we're looking for. So if we are serving now 1,000, 2,000 guests at local studios, what would happen if I can duplicate that with the number of people who actually benefit from this. Now, I'm not talking about 2,000 people, like the 2,000 member, but what about what's happening to their families? Yes. My goal, like on my deathbed, like I feel that I changed something in my community. Mm -hmm. I know that by every person who's working on their circle of influence, 
they can actually make a big difference. And that's why we want, we're, we're saying the sky's the limit because mm-hmm. we want to serve more. Our sons are almost the same age. We're preparing them. Like, You're going to take over. Right? <laughs> like, just, I love just, that. Yeah, keep, keep looking, keep learning. Yeah. Uh, he ha- she has all, uh, elder daughters as well who, who under- started to look at the business. Guys, we want this to last forever. We want to mm-hmm. be a, a brand that can last forever. So mm-hmm. we want you to take care of that. We want you to understand how this business works. We, we bring our kids to our meetings sometimes. Yeah. It's, uh, we're relatives. Yeah. Yeah. So, and to our classes yeah, as well. To our mm-hmm. classes, to our meetings. They come to the gym. They understand. They ask us questions. Mm. Because honestly, our goal is not for this time only. Our yeah. goal is forever. Yeah. And because we want the more people that are going to benefit from this, the happier that I'm going to be. Mm. Uh, it's, it's so interesting because if someone was to see outside in, they just see local studios. But hearing you both speak, it's so much more than a studio, a gym or a certain location. It is really a movement and it's it a it's a it it's is. a lifestyle choice. Yeah. And it's a community. And I'm so happy that you both are here with us on this podcast today to share this because anyone listening right now, whether they're on an entrepreneurial journey or whether they're on their own wellness journey to uh, you know, becoming a better person, internally happy and externally happy, you know where to go now. You know who to call. Uh, and hopefully very, very soon we will see you in the UAE. I want to... Yeah. Yes, that's a goal. That, yeah. that will be. It is going to happen. I can feel it. Um, Me too. <laughs> I, I want to thank you both so much for your time. It's been such a pleasure. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. Thank um, you. We had so much fun. Uh, yeah. It was, so fun. it was great. The most important part is for other people when they hear those stories, they get inspired themselves yeah. to start things that really makes them happy mm-hmm. and makes them keep going. Right? Yeah, so absolutely. That's the key. And happiness, is it's not only a word. It's, it's, a, it's a decision, by the way. Mm-hmm. I decided to be happy. Yeah. So you have to feel it inside. Mm-hmm. Not only just saying that word. I know it intimidates a lot of people. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's not only a word. Mm-hmm. I decide to be happy today. Mm-hmm. Then it will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's those baby steps that we yes. spoke yeah. about. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Ladies, thank you so much for thank your time. You so thank, much. You so much. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Women in Leadership brought to you by Heron Code.